Welcome to the Solarpreneur Podcast, where we teach you to take your solar business to the next level. My name is Taylor Armstrong, and I went from $50 in my bank account and struggling for groceries to closing 150 deals in a year and cracking the code on why sales reps fail. I teach you how to avoid the mistakes I made and bring in the top solar dogs of the industry to let you in on the secrets of generating more leads, following up like a pro, and closing more deals. What is a solarpreneur, you might ask? A solarpreneur is a new breed of solar pro that is willing to do whatever it takes to achieve mastery, and you are about to become one. What's going on, solarpreneurs? We are here um, live, actually, at SolarCon, cranking out some podcasts. And we've got someone that I'd say is probably top three hardest working uh, people I know in solar here. So we've got uh, Brandon Forrester. Thanks for coming on the show with us today, Brandon. Yeah, thanks for having me. SolarCon's been awesome. It's been a it's been a journey. So excited to be here. Excited to be on the podcast today. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. And we did this kind of spur of the moment. Um, but I was just talking here, hearing about Brandon's journey, and I'm just like, dude, we got to get you on a podcast. <laughs> Of some of the crazy stuff this guy's done and so we're in for a treat hearing about it so Brandon you've been um, just kind of introduce you I guess a little bit you've been in solar how long so I started about 11 months ago I've been setting this whole time okay. and I just now am transitioning to closing so I started out in like Corpus Christi during that crazy freeze okay. knocking in insane weather like black ice on the roads that was a really fun time yeah and then uh, moved up to Dallas, sold in Dallas for a few months, did a summer there, and then moved to St. George around September. Okay. So. Right on. Yep. So he's knocking in Utah right now, and we're actually in the uh, Knockstar um, United program together, so I've been learning a lot from Brandon, a lot of the other guys in there. And what's crazy is he took second place in the entire country, um, you know, nationwide, guys that have years and years of experience. He kicked my butt, so... Uh, <laughs> I didn't even get to the round against him, so, <laughs> so you crushed it in it. Um, and then, I mean, the last week, what was it you had? How many deals was it? I had 10 week? deals in the last week. Four okay. of them were self-gen, and I just started self-genning. But, yeah, yeah four of them self-gen, six, six of them were set that closed wow. last week. Incredible. And so we're going to hear how he did it, but what's even crazier is this guy was out in Utah Easter Sunday knocking doors, trying to, like, crush this competition. And I'm like, man, if you have the the balls to be out there knocking <laughs> on a Sunday in, 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 Utah, in Utah, of all places, yeah, this guy, uh, this guy can do anything. So as you probably know, Utah is a religious state. You know, people typically don't like to be bothered on Sunday. So we're gonna hear <laughs> how that went for him. Um, but yeah, do you want to hear us? Uh, do you want to tell us kind of how you like transit? So you were in pest control before you got into solar, right, Brandon? Yep, I did pest okay. control. I did an extended summer, about seven, roughly seven to eight months or so. I started okay. in Salt Lake. Had a lot of insane life events take place where it just ended up dragging out my summer a little bit longer. Um, and finished up that summer in North Carolina, actually. Uh, so okay. had a bit of a, a transition there. But I did not like pest control. I mean, I was pretty good. I did about 300 accounts during the course of that time. I did most of it in Salt Lake area is where I did the majority of it. And then I finished up in North Carolina and Raleigh area. Okay. So pest control wasn't my favorite. Respect to all the guys who are doing pest control. Like it's It can be a grind. I know you guys do a lot of hard hours. Um, for me though, like ever since I made the transition to solar, it's just something I can get behind. I've been a lot more passionate about it. 
And I feel like that's contributed to a lot of the success I've had. Because yeah. if you're passionate about something, if you can really get behind it, then it's easy to go out and to, to perform and, and to yeah. get excited about it. Yeah, no question. And yeah, it's cool to see, um, like we were talking off the camera, a lot of guys are switching from pest control into solar now yeah. and just absolutely crushing it. And what I see more than anything is these guys, you know, pest control guys, I don't know if you'd agree, but they come in, they can just set appointments up the wazoo because it seems like it's kind of similar, you know, a pest cell to set appointments. Mm -hmm. And obviously pest control, you guys are used to knocking long hours. You know, I did pest control for two summers. We were out there eight to 10 hours a day typically. Yeah. And solar, um, you know, a lot of, you, you can have success without knocking crazy hours. So, yeah. and the, the commissions are insanely high. So we like to say that's the curse of solar, right? Is commissions are high, so you can go out and get away with only knocking, you know, half as much in pest control. But yeah, do you think, uh, I don't know, that kind of mindset, would you say that pest control helped you a lot transitioning into solar and with like setting appointments? Do you think that's... Yeah, it's very similar. Like my trucks are going to be out here, like are, we're going to be in the neighborhood anyway, like yeah. would this time or this time be better? It's a very similar um, way that you're presenting it. And it's just a slight tweak in how, like what exactly the information that you're sharing with them. Yeah. But yeah, I'd say like a set is very similar to like a so like a close of with the pest control. Very similar. Okay. Yeah. And as far as like work ethic go, do you think that's, you know, been like helping your work ethic? Because you've probably seen some lazy guys in solar, you know? Yeah. So, do you yeah, think that helps your work ethic coming from pest control? Yeah, coming from pest control, I'd say absolutely. I mean, I was with a smaller team out in like Sandy area. We'd go like to Harriman, Eagle Mountain area. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you do work a lot. I'd say having a manager or someone that can like help you to be very structured with your schedule and be accountable to, like that helps a ton. And if you don't have that accountability, like you need to find that, especially if you struggle. Yeah. Like absolutely find someone to be accountable to working more hours. Yeah, gotcha. So yeah, maybe if you feel feel yourself getting lazy in a solar, go to a summer pest control. Yeah. <laughs> that, that'll show you. That'll, that'll, that'll kick you in gear for sure. Yeah, that'll show you we got a pretty lucky compared yeah. to those guys. Um, but yeah, and so you went through, through some, you know, pretty crazy challenges too, I know, Brandon, yeah. as we were talking just before this. So do you mind uh, kind of speaking to that and just telling, um, I don't know exactly when it was in the timeline, but maybe tell us about, um, you know, some of the challenges you went through and all that. Yeah, so growing up, I mean, it, it was all right. Like I had a really different type of family dynamic. Like my both my parents were divorced. Um, I grew up LDS and I still would say I'm, I'm still LDS for, yeah. as like, yes, but growing up, I just had a lot of struggles, like in, internal struggles with like my family. Um, like my brother had a huge falling out from my parents and that just created a lot of family drama. Yeah. Uh, my dad has been a super hard worker all his life. He's a mechanic and yeah. when you're in that type of field, if anyone has been doing like blue collar type work, it's, it's hard stuff. Yeah. So he's been a huge example to me in terms of work ethic. Um, and then I did a mission for two years, like after I graduated high school from 15 to 17, I was in Idaho. It's a really good time. Um, I was kind of disappointed when I, when I found out I'd be going there, but I, I really loved it. Yeah. Got back, went straight into like phone sales. I did credit repair for about a year. Okay. Um, just sold people who struggled to get either a loan or they were trying to get a house, but their credit was holding them back. So I'd help them to fix, like basically sell a credit repair service, like a monthly credit repair service to help them fix their credit. Okay. Um, I was one of the top reps in that industry 
Uh, I was like, there was like 5,000 or so people that worked for the company. I was consistently like top 10 every single day. Wow. Um, awesome. And what I kind of like what helped me and I was listening to, I think it was Zane earlier, mm -hmm. like in the SolarCon. And he talks about like finding someone that has been able to perform at a really high level, mm -hmm. learning what they're doing, and then kind of adjusting it to make it your own. And I feel like that's what's given me a lot of success with that. Yeah. Uh, same thing with pest control. So soon after I transitioned to from phone sales, I uh, I actually got married. Like I got engaged and got married soon afterwards. Okay. Um, and my ex had a lot of health issues, a lot of like. Um, mental problems that kind of came from the health issues mm. and I actually got let go from the company I was with. Oh, really? um, it was good timing though. It was good timing. We just had a coach that came in. It was a law firm mm. and the coach had us do a couple of things that wasn't up to protocol with the rest of the company. Yeah. So we all got let go including our coach. Um, and then I transitioned into pest control it was about a year and a half or so. So I got married in like May of 2019. Mm -hmm. And then basically like before I was married though, I spent a while just taking care of my ex-wife. Like she had a lot of health conditions. She was very bedridden. Like it was really tough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was about 12 months. I basically lived in a root beer warehouse for a while, just taking care of her like, like a CNA type, type work. It was, wow. it was really intense. Um, I learned a lot, but my issue though is I basically gave up all these different avenues and, and things I was working on in my life to just take care of one person. Mm. And you can't do that. You can't fill up a cup if yours isn't already full. Yeah, Learn that the hard way. So she ended up leaving January of 2020, right when the pandemic hit, like around the same time. Um, I, did, I did six months of pest control uh, about in Utah, like in, in Salt Lake area, finished up like two months in North Carolina. And then when I was in North Carolina, that's when she decided to just head out. Um, found out that there was a lot more deep things that I couldn't really control. And I spent all of 2020 just in an insane depression. Like I literally, I lost like 35 pounds. Oh I couldn't get out of bed. I was like borderline suicidal. It was really a dark period of my life. Because for me, like I gave everything, literally everything I had to like taking care of her and making, you can't make someone your everything. Right. Obviously learn that the hard way. Um, and then as a result of that, like I just fell into a really deep depression because of like abandonment problems. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up going to St. George like after about eight months just being miserable. Like I spent a long time in North Carolina just doing nothing, just like sleeping all day. Um, and then I ended up going to St. George and I maybe worked like two weeks out of the whole year because I mentally couldn't do it. I would just break down and cry on the doors with people because right. I was just in such a bad negative like state of mind because of that depression I fell into. Yeah. And I knocked on this guy's door. He sold for Aptiv. He was like a, a regional one Aptiv. Mm -hmm. And at that time, like I was trying to sell locally in Southern Utah for the company I started with. Mm -hmm. um, and then I ran into him and his name is Talon, super awesome guy. He's a stud. Yes. Um, he basically, one of those guys that would give you the shirt off of his back, he knew that I was struggling. Like he, He's someone that I emulated, and I wanted to be a lot like him and, and kind of be where he was at in his life. Yeah. Um, really, really great guy. And he ended up um, leaving Aptiv to come do solar. Yeah. And a lot of the other top reps would leave. They all basically, we're all seeing this right now. There's just a huge influx of people coming into the solar industry because there's a lot of money to be had. It's, it's a huge growing industry, probably one of the fastest ones. Yeah. Um, and then he, uh, he told me about solar, and he's like, 
yeah, it sounds awesome. Like it's very similar to pest control. You can set appointments. Um, and I was like, yeah, like I'd like to look into it. And he's like, well, we're actually going to be leaving to Dallas tomorrow. I'm like, all right, like, let's go. So okay. packed my bags, like literally 24 hour notice, followed wow. him to Dallas. Like, wow. well, I guess we started in Corpus Christi. Um, and I was still, was with a different company, didn't have the best experience, was only there for like two weeks. And then I spent like three months in limbo trying to figure out what the next play was. Yeah. And then uh, ended up moving to Legacy, which is where I did the summer out in, uh, in Dallas area. Yeah. Um, good experience. And then uh, ended up finding like a local company in Southern Utah where we moved back here, where I've been with Ionics since September. Yeah. And uh, it's been good. It's been, yeah. it's been a really good, good, really good journey. I've like... I love solar. I'm really passionate about it, and I feel like just being passionate about it has been has been a game changer for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so a lot of struggles. Like obviously, I, I I saw a lot of people that had really good work ethic, a lot of people that didn't, mm -hmm. and I've always wanted to emulate the people that did. Like, yeah. but when you're coming from a place of depression and somewhere that's like a really dark place, um, and trying to like get out of that, I feel like what helped me to get through that was just surrounding yourself around people that can help you level up and like be accountable to and getting a life coach, getting a mentor. Um, I feel like that's been a huge game changer for me. That's awesome. That's good to hear because yeah, as we were talking just before this too, like you know that there's so many people in solar mm -hmm. and just door to door in general who, uh, you know, struggle with addiction. I've seen it with, uh, you know, work ethic, a lot of people with divorced parents with, yeah. uh, you know, rough childhoods, things like that. So I think it's something that needs to be uh, spoken to for sure. And, um, you know, I appreciate guys like you sharing the story and stuff that has helped because, as you know, it's like, you know, I've had days and on top of that knocking doors where people are, you know, jerks out there. Yeah. Uh, people are slamming doors in your face. Um, you got, you know, just you're seeing the worst sometimes, seeing the worst in people out there yeah. on the doors. So you put that on top of, like, struggles with depression or any mental issues. It's like just you stacks know. makes it really difficult yeah yeah and so i don't yeah I, I i don't think i've ever been depressed but i've had super rough days out there and i'm yeah. like man i can't even imagine how rough that would be if i was like feeling super depressed on top of all this stuff yeah going in the doors so i uh, know it's super cool to see you um you know kind of overcoming to see the success you're having now and uh no i respect guys like you that have gone through that but yeah, so you, you talked about like a life coach and um, surrounding mm -hmm. yourself with people. Is there any like specific things that, I don't know, working with a coach or like specific things that like really helped you that you were coached through or I don't know, anything that you would add to that? I mean, so like the one that I was talking about, so Talon, the guy that kind of like recruited me into the solar industry, like he's been a huge backbone for like as of, as of, as of, of support system, I'd say. Yeah. Um, and then obviously like finding another life coach on top of that, yeah. um, investing in yourself. So like for me, like having someone you can be accountable to is huge. Right. So like I, I, I'm on the phone all the time right now. I've like, I've been doing decently well. Like I've been a top performer in my company as a setter for a while. Yeah. Um, but I feel like what really helped me make the jump from like a pretty above average setter to like pretty phenomenal yeah. would be the Knockstar course, like the U United program, yeah. specifically working with Taylor McCarthy and Danny Pessy and like right. really soaking up all the things that they have to share. And then like if you don't have a lot of uh, people around you that are at the level that you want to be at, 
you need to find those people and surround yourself around them and learn from those people. Yeah. And, and more than just your inside organization, even if you have killers and really good talent inside your current organization, it's good to, to kind of expand outwards because there's so much more knowledge that's on the table that can help push you. But yeah, yeah having someone to be accountable to, like a weekly coaching call that we do, yeah like every week to make sure that we're all producing. And then not just that, but having some sort of competition or something to work for or something to compete against yeah. has, been a, has been a game changer. Yeah, for sure. And now you've taken advantage of it. And so I think especially if you're at maybe a company that doesn't have super high producers or maybe a smaller company, I think it's even more valuable. This, cause yeah. yeah we've, we've seen some pretty insane performances, pretty insane uh, you know, deals closed and all that by guys in the program. So yeah, definitely uh, recommended by both of us, I think. Um, but yeah, and, and um, like I mentioned at the beginning, like your work ethic. Can you talk how many <laughs> how many hours would you say you put in during this competition? Oh, geez, a crazy amount. Yeah. Like I, yeah, it was nuts. It was so crazy. So it was basically about a month and a half long. Okay. Right around there, we started with thirty something people. Yeah. Uh, got down to the final two. Um, throughout the competition, I'd say on average, I'd probably like get on the doors around 12 okay. and then knock till 9.30. I would not stop till 9.30. Wow. Like that was, I was pretty like, I was very strict to those hours. Wow. Um, obviously, sometimes I would get there a little bit later, like I get there at 1.30. Yeah. But to accommodate, I'd go at 10.30 the next day. Like I always made sure I was spending at least about nine and a half hours like wow. every single day. Uh, there was one day actually because we were doing a blitz in Colorado, mm -hmm. and like I did pretty well in Colorado, and ended up having to. We ended up driving from because our Airbnb was ending, and we we're going to go back to St. George. Uh -huh. So I literally we left at like 11 p.m. We did a full knocking day. Left at 11 p.m. Got to St. George at like nine in the morning. I took a three-hour nap and then hit the doors again. Oh like and worked till 9:30 because <laughs> it's a competition. You got to be bought in. You have yeah. to be like like. I, I just, I saw that leaderboard, I saw that bracket at the very beginning, and I was like, okay, there's some really heavy hitters in here, like, there's, like, Ty Seguin, Seguin there's Melissa, yeah. like, there's some Christian really, Maroney, Christian yeah. Maroney, the absolute Ballers. legend, I was like, I'm going up against these guys, yeah. like, <laughs> there's no way, like, these guys have so much experience on me, yeah. like, they are just closing left and right, yeah. and then somehow, like, by some miracle, I made it to the final round against Derek Moore, and at that last week, especially like the last week, I really amped it up. And I, I told Christian, I texted him, like, dude, like, I'm going to kill myself like over this competition. Like, I am going so hard yeah. during this last week. Like, I need to win this. And I ended up, that's the week that I got 10, uh, 10 deals closed on the week. Yeah. Uh, and then Derek came out with like eight self-gens and another yeah. set that, that he closed. Yeah. So he ended up taking the W, but like you can't compare yourself to someone yeah. who's at another level, who's been doing it for years. It's like yeah. at the gym, like you, you can't compare yourself to the guy that's like jacked out of his mind. Yeah. He's been doing it for, for 18 years yeah. and you're brand new at it. You know, it's, you got to compare yourself to yourself and then just focus on steady improvements and trying to be better than you were the day before. Yeah. No, it was a battle. Even yeah. with all the experience, I think yeah. you yeah. all I could handle. Yeah, no, I ended up scoring, like, I think I was about the second second highest score, like, matched with, like, Melissa yeah. and Christian. And then uh, Derek just came out of nowhere and just blew it out of the water. I ended I ended that, I think it ended on Monday, and I had four deals closed on Monday. One of them was a self-gen. Three of them were sets that closed. 
and I thought he was at nine points because he's still messaging me. He's like, yeah, dude, I'm uh, like, I'm not feeling that good. Like, I might, I might take the day off. And then I see, like, I wake up in the morning and he just posts three self-gens that he closed. I'm like, wow. what? <laughs> I was on calling my dad. I'm like, I won. Like, it's over. Like, I, I got it. And then uh, I look in the morning and he's I just see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was holding out. <laughs> but, no, that was awesome. Competitions. Competitions are, yeah. they're a lot of fun. They make the job a lot more enjoyable. Yeah. No, that one you, you bought in, too. Yeah. cool to see. That's how you, you know, make a ton of money in. Yeah. And when is you fully buy in? But uh, yeah, so I want to hear like, I don't know, do you have any, were you, have you always had this insane work ethic? Or, no. Like, how, no. Did you, how did you develop this? I've always, I've always worked a little bit, like, I, I mean, I've always been a hard worker, yeah. but I've never been that, like, I've, I've never cracked to this type of like high production or this high work ethic. Yeah. And I think, I don't remember who talks about it, but there's like three main things that you want to have in your life. Mm -hmm. If you're in sales to get better at what you do. One is like having someone you can teach, like, yeah. like some, like someone you're training um, that you're going to have to be there for and like make sure that they're being accountable to you and then find someone you can compete with on a similar skill level or mm -hmm. slight, preferably slightly better than you. Yeah. And for me, like, I was working with some new people in St. George that I was training, which helps to be accountable to them. Sure. Uh, and then the second one is having someone to compete with. And obviously, like you guys have probably seen me post a lot of my stories yeah. on Instagram. I'm always competing with Christian. Like I always see him posting. I'm like, yeah. like that whole week we were we were like head to head. I'd, I'd be like on Instagram and I'd just look at his story. I'd pull out my phone. I'm like, did, did he get a deal yet? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like trying to make sure he didn't get a deal yet. <laughs> just going super hard. Uh, find someone to compete with that you can be accountable to and accountable with your hours. And then find someone who's like ahead, like where you want to be, someone that you want to emulate. And for me, obviously, Taylor McCarthy, that's someone that I want to be, I want to emulate. I want to get to that level uh, of high production um, and of, and of conviction. Um, but yeah, have, having those three types of people in your life, like okay. if you don't have one of those, like make sure you're able to find someone you can be accountable to that you can compete with, uh, find someone you can train and then someone you can look up to and emulate and to learn from like a coach. Okay. That's awesome advice. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, write those things down. Cause yeah, I think that's going to be a game changer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially the ones training guys. Um, you don't have to be a manager to train guys, but I notice like, um, when I've been managing teams, I've always produced better just because of that simple thing, just because mm -hmm. people are looking up to you. And then like, I don't know, especially if you're taking guys out, if you're yeah. training guys, like if you're struggling to even get out on the doors, I think one of the best guys just takes best advice, just take someone out and train them. Right. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing for me. Cause like, I've always been pretty good at what I'm doing. Like I picked it up pretty fast. Yeah. Like I, I think there was only one day where I didn't get a set appointment and I posted about it and I was like, I worked all day today. I think it was like seven hour day that I did and got zero. It was the wow. only day in my career where I never set an appointment. Wow. I was like, I just ran into nonstop renters, like everyone moving, no one qualified, bad credit. They didn't use enough power for it to make sense for them. Like yeah. I, I got that like every single door. Wow. So I think it was an outlier day. Yeah. Um, but for me, I guess coming out of that, that dark place that I was in, um, the big thing that helped me through that is having all three of those boxes, a person for every category, uh, especially like just someone that can be accountable to push you and like be in your corner. Yeah. And then I, I spend a lot of time training. I spend a lot of time like uh, learning from people that are a lot better than me. And then 
and then uh, just learning from them, picking their brain, finding out what works, um, and then having that support system. Because if if you're like asking someone, what can I do to get better? Yeah. Always having that student mentality. And I'm still like in people's Instagrams asking them like, dude, like I see you crushing it. Like you're out here killing it. Like what's working for you? What's not working? And just yeah. always being a student of the game. Yeah, I love that. And no, even in, you know, our Knockstar chat, I saw you super active in there. Yeah. Guys and all that. Like, no wonder he's crushing it. <laughs> he's new, but he's just, you know, wanting to get as much wisdom as he can. Yeah. So, no, I think that's huge having that student mentality and just, um, yeah. And then the more you learn, I think you, you get excited to go out and apply it out there on the doors, you know, as you're learning this stuff. Um, so, yeah, crazy to see you, um, yeah, just, you know put in that crazy amount of hours that you did yeah but what's uh yeah like we mentioned at the beginning of the show i think some of the most uh well probably the most impressive day i saw from you is out there on easter sunday yeah out there knocking in utah um i couldn't believe it i'm like man i'm not willing to do what this yes. is so no wonder he's you know kicking my butt in the competition but yeah. uh yeah was that always were you always planning to go out and work no that was the last thing i wanted to do like i was like having an internal conflict because i've never worked a sunday in my life yeah. like like i am christian and i'm like yeah. it's it's not you're not supposed to work on sunday if you don't absolutely have to but i'm like i've given everything to yeah. this competition like i've bought in yeah. i have put in so much time and so much work into this like and we were tied going into Sunday. It was nine to nine on the oh, scoreboard. God. And I'm like, this guy's got a lot of experience on me. I think he's not working today. I'm going to go. Like, yeah. today's going to be the day that if I don't show up, then, like, he's going to take the win. Like, I got to go today. So yeah. I, I ended up going, and everyone was like, like, you think people are, like, really friendly in Utah? Like, they're just super accommodating. Like, oh, here, have some water. Or here's some Jello, Or, like, you know. And then... Uh, literally every single person do you know what day it is like it's easter sunday like go home go be with your family i had one person we installed their neighbor and the guy the guy answered the door and like setting his appointment with him yeah. uh someone that i followed up with already okay. and he's like oh yeah the neighbor just got sore and everyone in solar knows those are laydowns like 100 percent laydowns yeah. so i'm like awesome it was getting the set his wife like peeks her head around the corner of the door yeah. and she's all like, do you know what day it is? I'm like, oh no, <laughs> here we go. She's like, I was going to work with your company, but now I'm not because oh you're out gosh. here on Easter. Yeah. So it was tough. I was out message. I was messaging Taylor McCarthy. I was like, dude, like, what are you like? I'm, I'm just getting smashed today. I went like five hours without a single set. Like I, I was just getting destroyed. Yeah. And he's like, you just got to change your approach. Like you just got to change a couple words when you're very first you know, talking to them, build a little bit more curiosity. You want to be a little bit more blunt with people. Yeah. And I was just like, look, I know it's Easter. I'd rather be home. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, there's a reason why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> and they kind of just ate my all the objection, bring it up before they do, and then kind of yes. build their build the curiosity with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was intense. Probably the worst day I've ever knocked in my hist in my whole career worse than the yeah the zero day worse than the zero day that was miserable i did not want to be there i wanted to be home i was like this sucks like it goes against everything i believe in and stand for and i was just like oh my gosh these people <laughs> like yeah. i was so frustrated but like i just had to had to like take some time and just just re-center myself yeah and then try to change the way that i was talking to people a little bit especially like with the first couple words. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah, that I feel like just having that dedication to just go out there. Like I gave it all I had. Like I literally gave everything I had that day, and I ended up walking away with six appointments on Easter in wow. Utah. Jeez. Like, and one of them actually closed. It was like a twelve kilowatt. So, oh my gosh. yeah, wow. so <laughs> pretty wild. Off. Yeah, it paid off. So God, God still understood. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Worked on the Sabbath day. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell your bishop. <laughs> but no, that's wild, man. And yeah, I mean. I was just telling you before we started recording, I mean, obviously you're single and all that yeah. now. And so, um, yeah, we were just talking, you know, do those crazy things while you don't have a family. Cause mm-hmm. like, you know, I got two kids now. I can't be it. My wife would have killed me if I was out there uh, skipping <laughs> our kids Easter eggs, <laughs> yeah. knocking doors. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you obviously still got results and you said five hours, you didn't get a single appointment, right? Yeah. And it so was, those, it was around five hours. So yeah. six appointments all came after. Yeah. Okay. It, it, and that's the thing is like, I said, like during the competition, like I would, I would not stop till 930 at least. Like I'd go till 10 or even after 10 sometimes. Wow. I did post one, like one Instagram story where I was out there till like 10 o'clock and the lady got her bill for me and like oh set gosh. the appointment with her. Like you just gotta, you gotta have a different approach to it. Right. Like when you get, when, when you're working on a day like that or when you're working on like super late at night, like I only go to homes that have lights on, of right. course, I'm not waking people up. Yeah. And I'm just like, I just take a different approach. I'm like, look, I know it's dark. I know it's freezing cold outside. I almost make them feel bad that I'm knocking on their door. Like I make them feel bad for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, look, I, I know it's freezing here. out here. Like you're the last place I'm going to tonight. Yeah. Like it's obviously important why I'm here. Let me just like, you obviously, you have an issue going on and just bring it up, bring up whatever is common. Like yeah. if there's, if they're doing a grid hardening, if they're going to time of use spilling, like bring up whatever the, the personalized situation is for the area okay. and they just kind of make it a big deal. Like it's obviously important why I'm here knocking on your door so late. Yeah. So and then just build some curiosity. Yeah. There's so many, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So many uh, nuggets in that. And what's crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, you go five hours without getting anything and then yeah. it all comes after that. That happens so many times, yeah. so many times. Like yeah. I probably made more of my money cause it's prime time. Everyone's home, yeah. you know, like after five, everyone's home. Yeah. It's just a matter of your mindset and telling yourself that there are deals to be had even after dark. Yeah. Well, and on Easter Sunday, I mean, everything, everyone was home. Right? Yeah. But just people <laughs> that was tough. People <laughs> weren't hearing you out. Yeah. So I think that's great because for those listening, it's like how many times are you just getting shut down after shut down after shut down? And maybe you're thinking about quitting. I, know I did not. I was literally about to drive home. I was like, really? this is the worst thing I've ever done in my life. Uh, I don't, I, yeah. probably, I think I would have for sure. Yeah. But you kept going and then the results came after that. So yeah. how many did you knock eight hours that day? Or? Yeah, I, I basically, I think I started at like, like it was, must have been around 1230 okay. or so when I first got out there. Wow. And then, uh, yeah, I, 930 is when I stopped. That's crazy. <laughs> Thank you. Start this camera again. That's the 30-minute mark. Yeah, so we're, we're out there in Easter. We people giving you like Easter potatoes and stuff. You know? No, Still not at all. <laughs> no. Nope. Just like get out of here. Yep. Basically, <laughs> you're like get lost. Go back to your family. I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah. Let me go to your neighbor wow. and try to send an appointment with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, incredible, man. No, that's that's uh, some insane work ethic, work ethic right there. So, uh, Brandon, just to kind of um, start wrapping up here, um, you're obviously one of the best, well, that I know of, I think you're one of the best appointment setters I've seen, for sure, 
um, in Seoul. And well, how many appointments did you like set in this week? I'm um, not talking about closes, but how many actual appointments would you say you set in that uh, last week of the competition? So on Monday, no, I think it was towards the end of it. I think I had, yeah, I think Sunday going Sunday night, I was looking at the schedule for Monday and I was like telling everyone like we need all hands on deck Monday. It's going to be a huge day. Yeah. And I had about, I think I had about 25 like personal appointments that I set wow. um, for Monday between Ooh. everyone. And the thing that like my power struggle the whole time, like I was blowing up everyone's phones because I'm new to closing. Yeah. And we were short-staffed. A lot of people were out for, like, Easter. Yeah. A lot of the people only do blitzes. Um, so, like, a lot of our top talent, they were just unavailable just to be blown. They were just unavailable. So we were doing with a lot of, like, newer closers, people that are, like, like they're great. Like, they're yeah. very, very talented. Um, but they're just kind of newer. Like, yeah. don't have as much experience. And obviously with experience comes more production. Right. So I was basically short-staffed, and I was like, calling everyone. I was calling all of the top talent in the company, blowing up their phones like every single day of that last week of the competition. I'm like giving them like five five calls a day to every single person. Like we need you out here. Like I need I need I need help. Like we need to get this going. I've got all these appointments lined up. Um, but yeah, it was it was intense. Yeah. I set a ton of appointments. I don't know. I couldn't tell you how many. Yeah. I just focus on input. If they cancel, that just tells me I've got to go set like three more right. and just focus on getting the next one. Like yeah. I, I don't focus on cancellations. Uh, I just focus on the controllables, like right. just maximizing your input. Having an abundance mindset yeah. is huge. Like just telling yourself that there are so many people that want this and that need this. They just need you to take the time to find them and meet with them, set the appointment. I think a big thing that I do a little bit differently is I, I start, like I have a little bit of a cycle I go through. Like I bring up the concern, like the pain, I guess, like your power bill's going up, you're renting your power. Uh, and then I bring up the, um, I, I bring up like the solution. Like I'm sure you've seen a lot of the people who have been doing this in the neighborhood. Like yeah. there's a reason why so many, so many people are going solar. It's because the rates are just gonna keep going through the roof. So this is a way to throw out the bill and replace it with something that would be fixed and it won't go up ever again. Um, and then I just tell them like, so what I'll do is I'll put a proposal together, either myself or a consultant of mine can pop back by later and just share it with you when are your you and your spouse home. I keep it super simple. Nice. Like I don't really overcomplicate it. I keep it very simple. Um, and then throughout the presentation, if there's any like awkward breaks, like if the dog comes out or if their kids come home, like yeah. talk about, actual things with them, like build rapport. I think that's a huge thing that's been helping my appointments actually sit okay. is building rapport. Because if you don't do that, yeah. you're literally just a salesman to them. Like you're just yeah. a guy at the door and you're not differentiating yourself. But just yeah. genuinely building rapport with people has been huge in terms of like getting appointments to stick. Mm, I love that. So yeah, for those that are struggling, setting your appointments, yeah, I hope you're taking notes on that, but bringing up the concern before they can bring it up, you know, uh, knowing how to dip, like divert when kids come home, dogs are barking, recognize it, build some rapport around it, um, you know, but yeah, I think more than anything, just putting in the hours, you know. Yeah, I mean? that's the big thing is just putting in the time, like yeah. working harder, being the hardest worker in your office yeah. and like setting the pace, setting the standard. And then like once you do that and once you do it consistently, then it's like you're setting yourself at a much higher level. Yeah. And if you don't do that, then like you're letting yourself down, you're letting other people down that look up to you. Yeah. So like 
just do what it do what it takes, put in the time. Like that's all it is. It's literally literally just time. Like right. I've just put in more time than other people. Yeah. I'm not special. Like I'm not like amazing at what I I am good at what I do, yeah, but like yeah. I'm not like something that's un, you're not capable of becoming. Like you you it's just time on the doors. Just putting in more time. Just showing up, being consistent, yeah. having an abundance mindset, and just putting in the time. Really. Yeah. No, because I think you've probably seen it, but so many people are like, oh, Brandon, what, what can I do? What can I do? And at the same time, they're only That's up there knocking two hours a day. It's like, dude, well, yeah, I can teach you this stuff, but none of that matters if yeah. you're not putting, you, you know, if you're fishing, you're uh, lying in the water. Or exactly. Not, you're like, catch, catch right. fish, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I think that's the first question that people should be asking yourself is how much time you're actually inputting in it, but then obviously combine it with some of these things you're talking about, um, you know, overcoming the objections, bringing up. Uh, objections before they can mm -hmm. and all these creating the problem those things are huge that's going to it's going to take it to the next level um and then yeah i mean what's crazy you, you work so much that even those at your company are like brandon stop working yeah. <laughs> we, we, don't to, yeah. we don't have to work on easter we can work more yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. when you know you're uh you know you got a good work work ethic if even yeah. the guys at your company that can't keep up with you, <laughs> breaking the system there yeah. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. And so, uh, no, you've, you've done some awesome things. I can't wait to see uh, what's next for you, Brandon, and you're crushing it. But, uh, yeah, any anything else that you would, before we wrap up here, any other advice you give for just, I don't know, maybe guys struggling to set appointments? I know we kind of covered some, probably the big things there, mm -hmm. but anything else you would say that's really helped you uh, just, like, start to crush it in solar and uh, set appointments and, I don't know, any other advice you'd have with it? Yeah. Um, other than just being like putting in the time, like being the hardest worker, like work harder than everyone else and like pride yourself for that. Like take pride in that, yeah. that you have that type of work ethic. Like that's a very rare thing, especially in the solar industry. Yeah. Um, finding someone to be accountable to, getting a coach. Uh, those are all like hacks. Like if I would have, if I could have gone back, like instead of, because I have a little bit of a, of a history with like cryptocurrency. Like anyone that knows me, I started, I put a lot of money into cryptocurrency. Yeah. The war in Ukraine ended up like crashing my entire like portfolio balance. Like uh, to like lost like eighty five percent of the value because of the war. Everyone pulled out of their their right. their assets in that regard. Yeah. Um, I basically made a lot of money and then started over from scratch twice already. Like I lost a lot through the divorce, and then I lost a lot through that war. Yeah. Um, but I've been able to recreate that wealth that took me like five six months in solar. I've been able to do that in less than a month. Wow. because of the skills that you develop yeah. um, but for like newer reps like just don't compare yourself to other people uh, find someone that you can help accelerate your growth like if I would have a better place for me to put that money would be back into myself like investing that into myself sooner I would have gotten I like I don't it's kind of crazy to think about how much further along I could have gotten yeah. if I would have invested myself first and then had those support systems to help me get to where I was, yeah. or where I am now. Yeah, because so. yeah, I, yeah, you don't think of, you probably wouldn't have worked this hard if you weren't in the Knockstar company. No, yeah. I literally, so before that, my best month was 13 deals, yeah. before the before I started with, with uh, Knockstar, wow. and then uh, that was 13 deals that like closed by other people. And wow. then this month, on the 18th, I hit 20 deals in 18 days, and wow. seven of those were self-generated. And uh, it's awesome. it's been wild. It's been a really good journey, but yeah, yeah just focusing on input, having an abundance mindset, uh, having a really strong work ethic, and finding people to to spread the value with and to spread um, 
to spread your knowledge with the things that you learn and never be too proud to like accept help or to accept knowledge from new people. Like always be reaching out to people that are performing much better than you because that's what's going to help level you up faster. Yeah, that's fire, dude. Well, Brandon, thanks for coming on the show. And guys, just don't overcomplicate it. Like Brandon just gave us basically, you know, his entire uh, his entire roadmap to success right here. So if you follow what he's done, and I think that's all you've done is just follow successful people, right? You're always looking for people to model. Yep. There's a, you know, if other people wouldn't do it, all you got to do is model what's working for them. And you're probably going to get the same, similar results. You yeah, make what's worked for other people. Make it your own. Take what works and then make it your own. Find what works for you and keep your own personality involved in it. Yeah. And then uh, twist it, use your own words. Like if your company gives you a presentation or, or some sort of script to follow, like, use that as a base and then make it your own and then yeah. you start to find out what works and then be authentic be real with people yeah. like people people love it when you're real with them they can tell if you're being fake yeah. so never do that just try to be try to find your own genuine self and find your own thing that works for you specifically yeah. in whatever industry you know whichever area of life that you're working on right now for sure Yep, and so, yeah, simple as that, guys. And that's why we're doing the podcast is so you can surround yourself with guys like Brandon, with guys that are dominating and guys that give you the roadmap to success. So, Brandon, before we let you go here, where can guys connect with you? I know you're uh, posting a lot on Instagram. It's cool to see your success there, and uh, I know you're posting advice and all that too. Where can guys follow you and be able to connect with you more? Yeah, so my Instagram is Brandon, uh, the number four, and okay. then E-S-T-E-R. So okay. Brandon for Esther. Okay. <laughs> okay. Created that when I was like 16. Never used it until a couple years ago. Okay. Let's go. So let's get him to a million followers, guys. There you go. go. Shoot him a follow. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and you'll, you'll get to see what he's doing. Pretty crazy knocking out there, at, uh, you know, late at night and stuff too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. no, it's, it's a good time. Yeah. So uh, Brandon, thanks again for coming on the show. And uh, guys, go shoot him a follow. Shoot him a message. Let him know you appreciated him coming on the show today. Show him some love and follow his roadmap. Simple as that. And we can't see, uh, wait to see what's next for you, Brandon. Thanks again for coming on the show with us today. Yeah, awesome to be here. You guys are, you're all studs. You're gonna crush it this, this year. And uh, hit me up anytime. I'd love to provide more value and give back where I can. So let's go. Appreciate it, Brandon. Okay, I'll talk soon, guys. What's up, solarpreneurs? Hope you enjoyed the episode. Before you run out and start selling more solar yourself, wanted to let you know about an exciting new cheat sheet we created specifically for you in mind one of the top questions i get asked on instagram on facebook by our listeners is taylor where should i start what episodes should i listen to in the podcast you got too many podcasts man because now we have over 200 episodes so what we've done we created the top 10 most downloaded most listened to and I would say widely accepted, most useful podcasts that we've done here on Solarpreneur. We put them together all in one sheet. So you can go, you can hit the ground running, especially if you're new, you do not want to not have this sheet. So go download it right now. It's going to be at top10.solarpreneurs.com. Again, that's top10, the number 10.solarpreneurs.com. Don't forget the S on Solarpreneurs. We will have that in the show notes. Go download it right now. And especially if you have not listened to him, go listen to him and you can re-listen to him. That's going to show you how. So go download it and we'll see you on the other side.